0: Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world.
1: Aces with love a stop. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. She'll see Gray. Four. Three. Unbelievable. The T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Ace's got numbers. Three on two. To Plum. For three. KP. bring it up. Boom. shaka like a, like a, boom
0: It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor.
1: T.C. Martin. To Bay. She's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times. For Bay Bay. Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana. Bay Bay Williams. Boom.
2: Shaka Laka Laka oh, oh. This is the greatest show! The ball is in the air! The Las Vegas Aces have won their very
3: first WNBA championship!
2: The doctor is
3: now here. Um, oh!
1: Welcome, it's a Friday inside the world-famous Superbook inside the West Lake, Westgate, Las Vegas. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. Two hours of nonstop sports talk coming your way on a fun day, Friday edition. Definitely fun last night at the Michelob Ultra Arena inside the Mandalay Bay as the Las Vegas Aces set a record last night, getting their 28th victory of the season, surpassing the Houston Comets for most wins of all. In a regular season of all time, and the Aces get the job done as they avenge their loss over the New York Liberty last night, 88-75. to 75. We'll dive into that today. Preseason football in a whole lot more. Marco D'Angelo in the house, wagertalk.com, of course. What's going on, my friend? Fun game last night in
4: certain ways. <laughs> Fun game and frustrating game for you a little bit. A little bit. I I had uh, aces team total, and I come up a bucket short last night. Uh, Had an opportunity. Kayla George uh, put up a three uh, with under a minute to play. If it goes in, we cash. Goes out, we don't. Now, you're not going to put all of this on Kayla George, are you? Well, you know what? When you empty the bench and you go in, it's your <laughs> responsibility. If I need another bucket to get the job done, she could have been my hero last night. Would you like me to introduce you to Kayla George? I would have sent her a bouquet of roses. You I would like yeah. that. <laughs> she would have made that shot last night. I, I would have definitely. I would have gave it to you to take to the next game. Oh, from a too... secret admirer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> For one night. <laughs>
1: Great night for the Aces last night as they avenged that loss to the New York Liberty. Uh, History in the making also last night with the Aces. Chelsea Gray gets the Aces' first triple-double in franchise history. That was actually her second. She got one in 2016 when she won a championship with the LA Sparks. But Chelsea Gray, uh, fantastic last night. The magician, as I like to call her. 22 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. And like I said, uh, first in Aces history. And this has just been... A record-breaking season uh, from the beginning, but it was a little scary this past week. And you go back, you know, to August the sixth when the Aces got beat in Brooklyn, and when the New York Liberty came here Tuesday for the Commissioner's Cup, the Liberty got the victory, a resounding victory. And of course, there was some nervousness and a lot of whispers out there that, like, hey, maybe the Liberty has caught up with the Aces. They've spanked them. The last two times they played, one rather handily, and now they're going to play again two nights later after the Commissioners' Cup in a regular season game, which really, for the Aces, had more meaning because that Commissioners' Cup game did not count into the standings. And sure, there was a half a million dollars on the line when it comes to the organization, the charity involved and then the players got $30,000 a piece for winning that game on Tuesday night. So, yes, Liberty got the money, but on Thursday night the Aces got the revenge and the Aces feel pretty good because in the grand scheme of things, the Aces with the best record in the league, now 28 and 3. They came in to that game leading the Liberty by three games for best record in the NBA, which is a huge deal because you want to have that number 1 seed, you want to have home court advantage throughout. And with the victory last night, the Aces now lead by four games, nine games left to play in the regular season. Really insurmountable. That I don't think the Liberty cannot catch them, even though they have one game between the two teams coming up on August the 28th here in about 10 days or so. But that was huge because it could go to two games or go to four games. So I think... That's what Becky Hammond, that's what the team was looking at last night, and that's why they were happy because, again, they got them off their back. They kind of squashed a lot of the rhetoric. It was in the national media, where we're like, okay, hey, has New York flipped the deck? Well, the Aces show that they are still the best team in the WNBA. They're the defending champs, and they got a big victory last night, and they needed it.
4: They did, TC, but before we say that You know, the Aces held serve and everything else. Let's be honest. Last night was a horrible spot, in my opinion, for the Liberty. They came to town. They got into town on Sunday. They were here for the Tuesday night game, obviously, then here for the Thursday game. So they got to spend five days in Vegas. A lot of distractions can happen. Remember the first year of the Golden Knights? We actually joked about it. We called it the Vegas flu. You know, where when the road teams would come into town, and you talked about that Tuesday night game. Yes, it was just for you know pride and charity so forth, but sadly, thirty thousand dollars to the winner is a significant amount of money for WNBA players. Um, You take the highest player in the league, and that. Over 10% of what the annual salary is. So that was a big deal for them. And I think that last night we weren't going to see the best effort out of the, li- the Liberty. Not that they were going to roll over and play dead by any means. It's just situational, too many distractions. And as you said, the Aces needed to come back and hold serve. They had to kind of stop that momentum. And rather than me taking the Aces and laying the points with them, I, you know, kicking myself for not doing that, I thought. They would push the ball up the floor, which they did the first half. I mean, they played Aces ball in the first half, and I was looking at that team total over 90 and a half. It didn't work out in the second half. Whatever reason, a third period against this Liberty team has been – that's been the quarter that's been bad. And one of the things that right now, and you know, hopefully we get some people back um, you know, for the playoffs, I think the difference in these two teams is starting four or five for the aces, we're right there the best in the WNBA or second best. Liberty has more depth. They got more people that they can go down the list and count on for scoring. And that's something right now that the Aces don't have. We're getting our scoring primarily from four players.
1: Yeah. Kia Stokes been thrust into the starting lineup when Candace Parker went out with the injury. No timetable for her to come back because of the surgery that she had going back about four weeks ago. But rebounding and shooting the key elements for this Aces team, especially when you're playing the Liberty. And we talked about it the last couple days. I'll just And it bears... You know, saying again, the Aces for the first time in the matchup against the Liberty, and again, there were, you know, four matchups, they out rebounded the Liberty for the first time, 35 to 28 last night. That has been a point of emphasis because the last two games were not even close as far as rebounding the two games prior to last night. In those two losses, the Aces were out rebounded 97 to 52. If you go back to the June 29th game, which, which Candace Parker played, and the Aces won by 17 points, even in that game, the Liberty out rebounded the Aces. So if you look at those three games, Marco, shocking numbers. The Aces out rebounded 128 to 79. And then you talk about the third quarter, specifically, you know, the second halves. The Aces going into last night's game were outscored 100 to 46 in the second half of those two losses. You're not going to win any games when you get hammered on the boards like that, and then you get outscored like that. So, the Aces built a 13-point lead at halftime, had all the momentum in the world. Remember, these other games were very close at the half. Heck, Tuesday night, the Aces led by two at the half. 34-32. Low-scoring games because both teams were nervous, they were tight, you know, probably because of the money and everything else of that nature uh, in the spotlight, but the third quarter usually has been the Aces' big quarter. But against the Liberty has not been the case. And even last night, the lead went up. They got they got up by as many as 14. It got cut to four at the end of three. Yep. So as you were entered the fourth quarter last night, you're thinking, oh, man, here we go again. Then the Aces put the pedal to the metal and uh, they ended up winning, going away, winning by 13 points.
4: Yeah, and didn't help the other night. What were they, 5 of 26 from 3? 5 of 26, okay, you, yes. And the and three Liberty
1: po- hit 15 three-pointers, yeah. as they did last night. Yeah. The, and the thing, it was a 13-point game. If the Liberty doesn't hit 15 threes again, the Aces win by 25 or so.
4: Absolutely. The one player that in the last two games, and I don't know if it has anything to do since she missed the game Sunday before the thing but Alicia Clark she didn't have two back-to-back games she didn't shoot the ball well okay I mean she's a presence out there big you know big player inside force and so forth but we weren't getting any point production out of her in those two games and I don't know is the back end a little bit of a nagging issue I or? think
1: so I think so and again they cleared her she's good to go but uh she had some good looks but uh, she was short on a lot of those shots and that tells you right there uh, when you're short, you're either fatigued or there's there's something wrong, you know, whether it's the legs, whether it's the back, whatever it is, there, there's something there, so uh, I, I think it, it had an effect but she played well on defense uh, she still played well, but she just wasn't shooting the ball very well, like you said she was 0 for 5 from 3 on Tuesday night, and again, not, not a big night at all, uh, you know We talked uh, yesterday on the show, and Bill Cartwright and I were going back and forth. And he was saying, "Hey, you know, you know, the bench has got to be better. But you you know, these girls can play. You got to give them more time." And And you know, as I was explaining, you know, last night the bench got 11 points. That's it, just 11 points. And you need more than that. Uh, especially in a 13-point victory. And we've seen the bench numbers be single digits before with this team. They just don't have the depth because of the Candace Parker injury, because Ra'Connor Williams is no longer with the team. Um, you know, that it, it just shortens your bench. And you're asking people like Kayla George, who is really kind of the first full season in the WNBA, at least in, in years, and to ask her to come in and play a role is tough. And Kirsten Bell, who's in her second season, and, uh, again, still learning her way, you know, through this league. Bell played pretty well last night. She did. She had five points. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, she
4: had a couple buckets early that yeah. were huge. Yeah. You but know, whenever... Yeah. When they needed to, to yeah. establish...
1: So, yeah. So, she had five. You had Alicia Clark with four. And Kayla George with two. I know you wish Kayla George had five, but... Uh,
4: <laughs> Thanks for you me. You
1: would have been a lot happier today. But, uh, I, I get it. Yeah. So, the bench is is a factor here. but um, And again, it's four, not five. When Candace Parker was starting, you had a great starting five. But Kia Stokes had no points last night. And you're not going to get anything more than maybe four points out of Kia Stokes. She's there for rebounding and defensive pressure. But the Aces won the game last night because they shot the ball better, but more importantly, they played defense. They limited... John Quell Jones, who was the MVP Tuesday night, who had 16 points and 15 rebounds in Tuesday's game, 8 points, 8 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Brianna Stewart, 13 points. And Brianna Stewart has not had a good game in any of the games. She, she, she's faced the Aces. And I had people coming up to me the last couple days, some New York media, some national media, and they're going, hey, who do you got for MVP? And a lot of this talk was after Tuesday's game. And so, of course... It's Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, and Alyssa Thomas for Connecticut. Now, a lot of people may not be familiar with Alyssa Thomas, but she has got more triple-doubles than anybody. And she's just a a presence inside, outside, and really the heart and soul of that Connecticut Sun team. Now, Connecticut's drifted off a little bit, so now the conversation goes to Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. And so after Tuesday night, a lot of the national media were saying, well, yeah, Brianna Stewart's the MVP. And as I had to say, it's like, you know, this is not based off of one or two games during the course of the season. This is the entire body of work. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be times when players, superstar players, have bad games. Now, if they have single-digit games and maybe eight or nine games, okay, that's, you know, that's going to be a difference maker. But don't get all twisted. But I think the narrative changed back to Asia last night again on the big stage, where she had 21 points last night and was a key force along with Chelsea Gray. And again, she played better than Brianna
4: Stewart. No question about it. Um, the one other thing that I'll say about in this matchup, obviously, we you know the depth is a concern. But have you noticed? In uh, obviously, you've seen the aces against you know every opponent. What other team plays them as as physical style as New York does? New York, I mean, they're banging inside. There are a lot of hard fouls in both games, and even going back to the game in New York, uh, you remember the elbow that you know that Asia took in that game and had to go to the locker room for a little bit. Uh, that seems to disrupt, in my opinion, watching the games. The Aces somewhat, or uh, is it by design, or is it just the heat of the moment, or are they trying to? Get the aces off their game.
1: The rule book out in the aces is this: all right, bully them, be physical, and take away the paint, take away touches from Asia Wilson, and beat her up. I mean, that's that that's the book. And Becky Hammond is always using. The card, which I get, she goes. Everybody hates us. Mm -hmm. Okay, they hate us because we're the champs. They hate us because we lead the league and scored at ninety-four points. They hate us because we're in Las Vegas. They feel that we have an unfair advantage of uh, getting TV games, an unfair advantage of getting free agent players. Mm -hmm. And you know, when Candace Parker signed, and you know, Chelsea Gray a couple of years ago, you know, the league hates the Aces to a certain degree. And I think that there was this conventional thought that you know the liberty winning the commissioner's cup was kind of like hey you know kind of bring it back to new york now kathy engelbert who's the commissioner and i love her she's great she you know Visited with me, you know, on Tuesday night, but you know, she's based in New York. She's from New York and they want, of course, you know, conspiracy theories. Everybody always talks about with gaming. Yes. The WNBA wants New York to be good because when the WNBA was at its height, even though that you had these great Houston Comet teams, you had great Phoenix Mercury teams, you had Diana Tarazi, you know, you had Sue Bird. They were playing in Madison Square Garden and nearly selling Madison Square Garden out and the teams were good. But they weren't championship teams. Liberty's never won a championship. And they think, okay, now let's retool. We're playing over in Brooklyn. Shiny new arena there at Barclays Center. It's like, now we've got this super team, so to speak. Hey, this could be the year and maybe the year of many years. So they've got this rivalry now, this budding rivalry with the Aces, which is cool. West Coast, East Coast, and you know, Vegas is a pretty good media market as well, too. New York's number one. So, yeah, I, I think this is good for the WNBA. I think it's good for sports, but yeah, there is still a little East Coast bias where I think they would, uh, you know, like to see the, the Liberty get the Aces, but back to your question, yes, the book on them is be physical, that maybe the Aces aren't that tough. You tell Kelsey Plum that. You tell Jackie <laughs> Young that, right? You tell Asia Wilson that. I mean, Asia's undersized, and here's another reason I'll say about the MVP real quick, is that you better factor in that Asia Wilson was a defensive player of the year. She has got to guard the best big on every team, and that takes a lot out of her. You saw Tuesday's game. I mean, she was gassed. She was tired. And going into last night's game, Becky Hammond was toying with the idea. She goes, I'm going to have to go to the bench tonight. We're going to have to play the bench because we're fatigued. Asia's getting beat up. And so if it kind of went south early like it started to go, 8 nothing. Right. Liberty jumped out, 8 nothing." And if it would have got ugly, Becky would have would have really went to the bench. And it would have been really lopsided last night. But luckily they didn't have to do it. She stuck with the starters. But that's the situation with the Aces right now, and that's why Asia Wilson, in my mind, still is the MVP.
4: Obviously you had the courtside seat. Late in the game, she took a took a foul that she took offense to. I mean, she got up. She looked like a batter charging. Right. It was going to charge the pitcher, you know, at the mile. And her teammates jumped in quick. And did you see how fast Becky... Right there. ...jumped off the bench? Because you cannot They don't have the depth. You can't get suspended... For you know, even one game, you know, yeah. she, I I didn't know Becky had that much speed left in. Her. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, she was right there. She is one of the best of all time,
1: you know, in WNBA history. So
4: yeah, she's uh,
1: she can't move like she used to, but uh, and the play happened like right in front of the Aces bench, yeah. and yeah, Cale Thornton came and. Just shoved Asia like right in the back, and Asia got up, and boom. Yeah, you saw how quickly. And did you also see what it did with the crowd last night?
4: Oh, I mean,
1: even though the game was pretty much decided, and the Liberty were showing uh, their frustration, but yeah, they were embarrassed because. In their mind, they thought, okay, here we go. We've got these guys. We yeah. blew them out of our place. We blew them out Tuesday. We've got the money. And now they could really make a statement by winning that game last night. And then when they came back, when it was down to four, you should see how that bitch was lit up. I mean, they were like, okay, you, know, you can't touch us. You can't touch us. And I love what Becky Hammond had, had said to the team before the game. She says, Listen, we're the ones that are 27-3. and We're the champs. Mm -hmm. These guys haven't won nothing yet. So don't let those guys get into your head. A lot of coaches wouldn't go that routine, Marco. You know what I'm saying? They
4: downplay it. Respect, respect, respect. And Becky's saying... We're not having any of this. That works. But had they lost last night, they would have been inside their heads. Oh, no question. that That's why. It, it they was were definitely. inside
1: their heads going into Tuesday night's game. I mean, and again, and I t- talked about this yesterday. And Becky and I talked about it. The look in the players' eyes last night, I mean, or rather Tuesday night, when the starting lamps were going for New York, they were just like kind of like staring at him and this that and you could see they were tight and becky's going the best characteristic that we have about our team besides we're so talented and we're so good but is the fun and the energy that we have where's the smiles where's the energy where's the fun and that was displaced it wasn't there and so that's when she knew that wow you know we got to do something to change this around because like becky said she goes it's not physical. I mean, yeah, rebounding is one thing. Just but it's mental. I mean, you got to want to play defense, you got to want to get in there and mix it up. You got to want want to rebound, but it has to be the mental side has got to be there and that
4: the mental was lost in the two blowout losses. No question about it. And if they would have blown that lead last night, I think that would have been a devastating situation yeah. for the Aces. Fortunately, they didn't. Now, Let's put on a handicapping gear for for this. i got to ask you the question. You were there. You saw these two games. You saw the intensity between these two teams. Both games were physical. Last night, hardcore defense. There was hardcore defense on Tuesday as well. This team is playing, and I'm talking about the Liberty now, they're playing three games in four days. The WNBA did them no favors with having them play the back-to-back games against the Aces and then have to go tonight and play in Arizona. Granted, it's it's a quick flight and everything else, but you just spent five days in Vegas. From a situational standpoint, I think you got to look to fade uh, the Liberty tonight. They're laying double digits on the road. You know Phoenix is going to be up for the game. Tell me, Talk me out of that play. Well, I'll talk you
1: out of it, I guess, to a certain degree that, again, I don't like betting bad teams, and the Phoenix Mercury is a bad team. Even though you still have Diana Tarazzi and you have Brittany Griner, they're not playing every night. So you've got to go ahead and you've got to watch the lineup. So if you go back to their last game ahead, um, before the break. Okay, when I say the break, not the All-Star break, but everybody basically was off because they wanted the center focus on the Commissioner's Cup game. So, Aces had the standalone game on Tuesday night. They had the standalone game last night, and now it's kind of like a little mini break. Okay, now everyone gets back into it now. So, the Liberty is forced to, you know, turn around and play tonight. Aces got an afternoon game tomorrow. Uh, but luckily, Aces get to stay at home. But... Griner played 29 minutes in their last game, and Tarazi played 26 minutes. Griner had 12, Tarazi had 5. Okay, Then you get beyond that. You don't have any scores. So uh, remember there was that stretch where Griner missed several games, and Tarazi would basically play two games, sit out a game or whatever. So um, you know those two are going to play tonight because they've had the rest so that would bode well but if phoenix gets behind and these guys are going to play less than 30 minutes in a game it's a double digit route for the other team so that's what you got to be careful of because phoenix just doesn't have that scoring you know presence and tarazi's not a big time scorer anymore you know griner can be, but how many 30-point-plus games have you seen Brittany Griner? You just don't see it. So I think Phoenix is just void of scoring, and the Liberty, even if they coast, I mean, you figure John Cole Jones is going to bounce back. I mean, 8 points, 8 rebounds last night. Brandon Stewart, 13 points. She's going to bounce back. So in theory, I see where you're going, but I just don't like betting bad teams, and that's what the Mercury are right now.
4: But as they say, the point spread is the great equalizer. It is. It 13's is thirteen's a lot a lot of points on the road. It is. It is. For yeah. a team in that situation yeah. that they that they had. And p- and if a team's tired, where you're gonna see you're gonna see like you talked about, you know, fatigue, your jumpers are, you know, come up short, and you don't have the same intensity on defense. It takes more effort to play defense, the defensive side of the court, mm-hmm. than the offensive mm-hmm. side of the court, in my opinion. And that's where, you know, Phoenix may get some easy buckets uh, you know if I'm the Phoenix coach I'm I'm going hyper speed I don't want to slow things down I want to try to run the Liberty off and uh, see
1: that's another problem the coaching I mean Phoenix has an interim coach right now okay this coach is, is got 10 more games left to coach and and that's about it you know uh, the team has mailed it in they're not going to the playoffs um, that that's a scary thing and I'll say this when you have a championship caliber team like the Liberty you know these teams don't lose two games in a row now I'm not saying that they're going to lose tonight because they're not going to lose but are they going to cover that number that's what you'd be concerned with but what usually happens after a loss is you know bounce back and again they're not going to be staring at the aces they're staring at staring a team that is you know 50% at best of the aces
4: but not that often do you play back to back days in That's the true. NBA. That's and true. Playing and three travel and, a in, bit, yeah. in three and four days, and two of them being, you know, as your buddy Scott would say, slobber knocker games. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, Scott would always throw that one on when we did radio. Yeah, you, yeah, at, you, always, a, you asked me to talk, try to talk you out of it. That's all I'm doing. Well, I'm just giving you what you want.
1: I'm not saying. You're play unsuccessful
4: in, in, you. in preventing yeah, me a from successful going to the Unsuccessful challenge. <laughs> You lose a timeout. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now now I'm going to be, I had no interest in this game at all tonight, but now I'm going to be watching it
4: just to send me a text if it lose yeah. if I lose and I'll say yeah I'll
1: tell you what Marco I'll, I'll, I'll endorse uh, you know teasing either side how's that the, how about Phoenix Phoenix because 19
4: a, ba- a bad team can get blown out yeah they can blown out. plus they're, I need somebody to, to put with you just out. said that a bad team can but, get blown out but I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my money down I, I think Phoenix is is the right play tonight if if they're able to beat me and overcome that situation for the Liberty, then more more power to them. But I just I don't see it happening.
1: All right. Tomorrow the Aces back in action against the L.A. Sparks. Tomorrow, 12 noon, national TV game, ABC. Of course, I'll we'll have the radio call for you uh, tomorrow with a pregame show at 1130 and tip off at 12. Alumni Day tomorrow, too. Uh, Mark Davis does such a great job with the alumni, and this is exactly how they got Becky Hammond to be their head coach when they invited her to the Alumni Day Last year, and, well, the Aces had several alumni nights going back where they would invite four or five back, and then they retired Becky Hammond's jersey, and that's when the conversations all started about, hey, how'd you come back here and coach? And that's how it all started. But, so uh, about 60 alumni that used to play either with the Aces, the San Antonio Silver Stars, or the Utah Stars with a Z, um, and Mark Davis just wines and dines them for the weekend. It's pretty cool. And uh, so that's going to be a, a, a facet uh, tomorrow as well too. But the Aces, I haven't seen an early line yet. I don't know if you have, but I'm guessing that line's going to be about 18, 17 to 18. Even though the LA Sparks have won three in a row,
4: they just don't match up well yeah. w- with us, in my my opinion. But uh, we'll see. And it was a satisfying win last night for them. Uh, they should uh, carry that momentum. You got a long road trip coming up, right? Yes. With them.
1: Yep. So uh, tomorrow will be the last home game for a while. And then, again, Tuesday in uh, Atlanta. And then Chicago on Thursday. And uh, Washington, D.C. Saturday. And then the big rematch with the Liberty
4: the following Monday. Oh. Yep. Line is not up for tomorrow yet. And, that, and again, you talked about how people feel they, they don't like the Aces. It's the only game tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, they just had this break. Okay, because of the Commissioner's Cup. They're forcing the Liberty to play on (laughs) back-to-back nights. And the only game on Saturday is the standalone game with the Aces on TV. Three standalone games
1: in a row for the Aces, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Pretty crazy, huh?
4: Yeah. And again, if I'm li- that's the only thing that I, if you would have said for the Liberty tonight, if they have a chip on their shoulder, they could have a chip on their shoulder from the schedule maker of the WNBA that made them do this. Uh, that, I just think that's a disservice. Why couldn't, if nobody else is playing Saturday, why couldn't their game be Saturday night against Phoenix and had a day in between? Uh,
1: maybe Disney on ice is in Phoenix. <laughs> you ever think about that? <laughs> <laughs> And the reason why I say that is because when I went there a couple of years ago for the playoffs, we got kicked out of that arena because they had Disney on Ice, and it was about this time of year. Hey, you and don't to mess go play with you don't, miss,
4: you don't mess with Mickey.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Marco D'Angelo in the house. We are here uh, live at the West of Bo- uh, the Westgate Las Vegas, of course, the world famous Super Book Great Day Cubs got a day game at Wrigley Field. That's uh, that's great. We got golf. We got soccer. We got horse races. We got everything on. Full slate of Major League Baseball games tonight. We'll dive into that and preseason football tonight. We got a couple games on tap with that. We will talk with Jay Cornegay, the Vice President of Sportsbook Operations here at the world famous Superbook. He will join us next here on this fabulous Friday at the Superbook.
2: I do exactly what I want to do. It's, it's the, the doctor, T.C. Martin. You say I'm insane? I say, thank you very much! The
1: doctor is now in. One, two. Well, you know, today's supposed to be a Motown day. Because we're having the solo Motown guys come on the show today. They'll be here next hour. They do a fantastic job inside the Westgate here. Wednesday through Sunday, My man Brandon Godfrey, CJ, they're going to be here at 3.30. So I expect a little bit more Motown, but because the boss is here, I asked him what he wanted to hear, and what was that you requested, Jay Kornigay? Finish when you
3: start. Play DJ. Yeah, Listen. Finish you know, you, started.
1: you know, we got the TC Martin Show Song Fest that's coming up here, uh, August the thirty-first, where all of our guests get to play DJ
3: and select their song. Why don't you uh, give us a little taste right now? Yeah, let's go. Let's okay. hear it. All right, y'all. Let's all go back to the nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> nineteen eighty-five. We all remember this one. Do you remember? We all kind of had those crappy grins on our face when this song played, but let's go back to nineteen eighty-five. Real Van Halen and remember finish what you started. <laughs> <laughs> DJ J Carnegie. <laughs> I,
1: I told him to, like, you know, give us the DJ intro. He gave us a novel right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: this man. is a good that, song, that though. 85,
1: yeah. Chuck. Did he nail 85 with a sound effect? He said 1985. So that was
3: a total guess. <laughs> It was, is it really
1: 85?
3: I was going to say, you're quick on the <laughs> ding there. Sorry. It is
1: 1988.
3: Oh, wow. Gross. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. What were you doing in 1988, I'm afraid to ask? 88? I, I just moved here. Yeah? Well, I moved here in 87. I was probably in 88. I was probably broke. <laughs> <laughs> trying to. Trying to beat the Look system. Look how far he's coming. Trying to beat the system, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to go to the other side of the counter." All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out. Uh, how many uh,
1: times have you seen Van Halen in a concert?
3: Um, I think only once at yeah? the uh, San Bernardino uh, U.S. Fe- U.S. Festival. The fairgrounds
2: back in 19- 1983.
3: there, 1983. it was a uh, on the there was 250,000 people there. <laughs> Okay, in on, San on, on, on Rock Day. There were three days. They had like uh, Country Day. They had New Wave Day, and then they had Rock Day. And we went to the Rock Day, and uh, I mean, we made a big mistake because we were so excited. The night before, we were in Torrance, California, with staying with my brother, and we just partied cause it was just. And we woke up the next day like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> how are we going to make it to San Bernardino? Uh, but we did. Yeah, and uh, it was a 14-hour concert. It started at noon. <laughs> yeah. Van Halen didn't come out until about midnight. Wow. Um, but they were the headliner. But you had all walks. You had ACDC. You had um, Quiet Riot. You had Judas Priest. You had Scorpions. It was all there. It and was, you were there all day, all, all night. All, well, physically I was there. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, it was a mess. We had no idea where we parked. <laughs> and, Short story. Had no idea where we parked. We get out of there. We were just, I mean, we couldn't even finish the set. We, Van Halen was still playing. We we're leaving. We <laughs> have no idea. We, you know, there were all these parking lots yeah. all spread out through the, the hills. We had no idea where we were. And, um, they were taking school buses, and people were just climbing on school buses, and we just hopped on a school bus. We have no idea. They drive us around a little bit. They open the door, and when they open the door, my car was like 10 feet away.
4: <laughs> I was like, Could, Can you
3: believe that? That's a modern-day Woodstock story uh, right there. Yeah, that was, you know? I want
4: to know how the next morning was. <laughs> that had, that uh, had
3: to be rough. It was It was rough. We, we stopped. Because we, I mean, it was so hot. There were right. sprinklers. There was hoses going all over us. It was, it had to be a hundred and something there Probably. with no shade whatsoever all day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know how we could top that.
1: Yeah. Let's talk a little football here. <laughs> <laughs> Well I want to uh, talk about your Broncos because yeah, you know what? I think the Broncos are getting a little bit of love. they're getting a little bit of love for really? me. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the season total season win total of eight and a half
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everything that I'm hearing out of Broncos camp in Denver is like, wow, this is much different. Uh, Sean Payton has got uh, people's attention. Uh, Russell Wilson has looked fantastic, but just the way the practices are going in comparison to last year, which should be no surprise what Nathaniel Hackett was doing, but uh, it just seems like there's life in Bronco camp. And when you look at the talent they got, especially offensively, I really like the wide receivers. I like I like Sutton and I like Judy. You know, and I really think that Wilson is going to have a very good year.
3: I don't know. What say you, Jay Cornigan well, I didn't get to see the preseason game, and um, I was really surprised that um, Peyton started the, uh, at least the offensive starters, for uh, and made him play four straight series. You know, I thought they were going to go two, maybe three, but because they didn't really look that good, I mean, there was a couple of bad passes early, dropped balls, uh, offensive line was kind of shaky, but the reports I'm hearing, and I'm not talking about the bandwagon, you know, loyal fans out there. Some of the guys that I know that report on the Broncos, they're very optimistic about this team. Uh, I think that it's important. I I know that you have to kind of buy into the system because last year, anything went right. There was no accountability. You could fumble four times in a game. Get back out there, buddy. It's like, but it's totally different now. I think it's important for uh, when you have a change of system like that, change of attitude, that you have to get off to a good start, you know, so people can buy in. Okay, this is working, but if, you know, they get off to a slow start, uh, you know, it, it could be trouble. I, I think it's a little low. I think their defense is probably a top eight defense in the league. Uh, I think that Peyton can straighten out the uh, offense to a point where they don't have to rely on Wilson so much. Um yeah, I think they win nine, ten games. I don't, I'm don't. not mm-hmm. saying they're going to win the division. I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl. But winning nine or ten games, uh, I, I could definitely see it. Mm-hmm. You know, but to the point where you're talking about where he
1: had the starters out there for three, four series, I like it. And I think that you have to do that with this team when you're trying to change the culture. Mm-hmm. And you have a new head coach coming in. You have to see what you have and because they were really void of scoring for the most part last year, that you got to say, hey, we, we, we've we got to get reps in. I don't care what everybody else is doing offensively, defensively, and they want to rest starters. They don't want their quarterbacks to play. I don't care about that, I think, and I think that's what Sean Payton is doing. That shows me the experience right there. It's like, listen, we need to build a culture. I need to see what we got. Let's get these guys familiar with each other, and let's play. We don't see any coaches do that anymore, and I think that's – that's a huge mistake. I mean, you're not going to see Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform on the field until opening week. And with that offensive line and everything, I think that's a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, how many times do we see, and we talk about it all the time, about, hey, week one of the NFL for the... Let's go against these teams that haven't had their quarterback or their star running back or their star wide receiver out there at all.
4: That's the Rams every year. There the Rams, they never, you know, McVay never plays anybody. Hmm. But getting back to denver we're automatically giving the pass to russell wilson for last year because of the coaching there's still a question mark what you know what edition of russell wilson are we going to get he's definitely you know on the downside of the career but he's not as bad as he was last year the question is how good can he be? And if Peyton gets this system working, and you talked about that great defense, the defense will be even better if the offense takes that step forward because they're gonna be on the field for less plays. you know, the fewer plays you're on, the better, you know, the defense is gonna be. Last year they had to be on the field the lost time of possession all the time because yeah. the offense just couldn't stay on the field.
3: Well, I think Denver led the league in three and outs. Three and outs. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's terrible for your defense. But for the first two-thirds of the season, Denver's defense was stellar, despite that. Now, they wore down, and I don't know if they gave up. I know that there was a lot of talk in the locker room, you know, back and forth between the offense and defensive sides. Uh, I think the defense just got tired of trying to carry this team. I don't know how many games they lost by three or less points last year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, that message that Peyton sent in that first preseason game, you got to love it. It's like, you know, we're not going to mess around, guys. You know, we're going to get you straight. You go get back out there. And you know what they did on that last, that fourth possession? Mm -hmm. They scored a touchdown. They went right down. It's like, shit, he's not. Oops, excuse me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Felt like we we're knocking in the locker room, <laughs> exactly. pop a beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I just realized that, Oops. <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, so he means business, and I think that's exactly what this team needs. But you know, they start at home against the Raiders, okay? Uh, the Raiders beat them twice last year, so I think they'll be highly motivated in that game at home, and then the second week, no patty cake here, you got Washington. Right? they come in right. there I think they're a little underrated to tell you the truth but they hopefully they can squeeze out a win there then they go to Miami so I, I think it's vital for this team to get off um, to a good start buy into the system and then I, I think that uh, you know Peyton can carry this team uh, I, I, I don't remember this. Step, but all I know is when he went to uh, New Orleans it was a very similar situation. They were terrible. Had a good quarterback, and he let him right turned around. They went from three and thirteen to thirteen and three, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're going to do that. Where I'm thinking, just because I got over eight and a half, they can win nine or ten games.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think so. And Marco, fast forward to tomorrow. Now they're playing the 49ers, and the 49ers look awful Sunday. I'm watching that thing, and it was just like I mean, just just terrible. And the Niners. You know they got outplayed by the Raiders three consecutive days. The two joint practice sessions and then the game on Sunday, and now the Niners are going home. And Trey Lance is going to get the start again for the first half, and then you're going to get Sam Darnold the entire second half. Just what we saw here with against the Raiders on Sunday. The Broncos are facing San Francisco, and Denver's a three and a half point favorite, maybe because of. What you're talking about here, Jay? About hey, you know, let's you know let's let's have our guys see a little bit more action. Remember, there's only three preseason games, and for a team like Denver, hey, there's pressure on these guys too. When you sign a guy like Sean Payton, you know, there's pressure, especially when Payton's running his mouth and ripping the old you know coach and the regime and all that sort of thing in his own building. So, how do you handicap that game tomorrow?
4: Well, you know, obviously, I understand why the line went to the way that it did. Because San Francisco probably looked the worst team last they week. They did. Yeah. Okay, and nothing clicked. But the fact that they are going to go with those two guys, whether you like them or not, the continuity level of them playing for the majority of the game, two guys that have started. Uh, now, Trey Lance, you know, he started just a couple games, and I'm not a big fan of his. But, you know, I think Darnold's going to have this opportunity, especially against the third and fourth unit to solidify possibly taking over the number two spot back up for this team. That's what's at stake. It's, you know, Brock Purdy's team, you know, because of what he did last year, uh, and we still don't know, you know, if he's going to have Ill, any ill effects from the elbow injury, uh, you know, in the championship game, but you would expect them to bounce back and have a better game. I think it's a little bit too much of a line. You had a game like that last week where Buffalo was, was a dog, at, you know, at home. Um, and they got the win, you know, against a team that perceived was, gonna, you know, wanted it more.
1: Well, I said that last year. Remember, I said, yeah. I, I like Buffalo because yeah. I, I think they're, they have better depth. And, uh, and again, turned out to be a kind of a DeMar Hamlin, you know, day as right. well, too. But yeah, Broncos up to four and a half now, Jay. And uh, how about a flashback? Do you remember that regular season game when the Niners played the Broncos last year? The 11 to 10 game. It was one of the ugliest no. games that, that we saw. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that was about that I mean, one. right.
3: Right, and uh, <laughs> I do remember that game. If you look at the eleven the to re- ten, <laughs> the, if you look at those results, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I uh, I had the bragging rights there for for a week. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's about it. Um, but if you look at their schedule, like I said, I don't know how many games they lost last year by three or less. Hmm. Um, a lot of those were um, games that both teams scored under twenty. Uh, that's how good that defense is. Uh, that defense oh. is really, really good. So um, I would uh, expect them to improve, as what Marco said, if the offense can improve and re- give them even more rest. You know, we're talking maybe the eighth ranked defense in the league. They could, you know, break the top five. Hmm. But uh, it's you know, taking care of the ball. And um, I, I was a little, I, I was a little, I don't know. I was really surprised by um, Russell's play in the first couple of series because I was like, "Wow, he didn't really look that good."
4: Yeah, <laughs> he was seven of yeah, thirteen just, for the yeah, game, so yeah. he didn't didn't light it up. Right,
3: right. Yeah, I mean, he missed some passes in the flat, you know, behind the guy, you know, too low. It's like, whoa. So I, I'll be interested to see how much playing time they get. You know, you know, the starters get. Uh, especially mm. the offensive starters get next game. It's going to be it's adapt- a new system. You adapt- have to adaption, learn exactly right. You're going to have that. Jay, let's talk a little bit about some of the other popular season win totals action that you guys are, are, are taking here. Um, well, there's, I mean, obviously jets seem to be getting a lot of tickets and you know, what side that's on. Mm-hmm. Um, they might as well be on hard knocks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
1: But don't you see the, the, the hard knocks thing? Like every year people like they, they get so enamored with that, and they go, wow, this team is going to be good because yeah. you feel like they're in the locker room and all this other stuff. I mean,
3: yeah. it's it's true. I mean, they when you have a team on Hard Knocks, it's almost like highlights because <laughs> they show majority of the stuff they show is positive. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you have positive coaching, you have positive, uh, you know, interviews and so forth. I can understand that. Um, let's see. I know the 49ers are also uh, getting some attention. You have Atlanta, some of the, uh, maybe not part of the usual suspects, Atlanta getting some uh, attention. I kind of like Atlanta, too. I think that rushing game is going to be in very incredible. Um, I think that, um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but um, I'm trying to, I, I mean, I know some of the contending teams get a lot of that uh, that uh that action up there. But Atlanta, uh, the Rams are not getting very positive support. Uh, of course, a lot of people think that Arizona is going to be the worst team in the league, uh, which I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
3: and uh, I th- I, actually, the Raiders, at, at first, there was optimism surrounding the Raiders, and you saw the action coming in. In support of them, but lately it's been going the other way. So we've been.
1: You guys have dropped that season win total down to six and a half.
3: It's it's going yeah. yeah, There's some money coming in on the under on the on the Raiders, and uh, so that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I I, you know I think there's some people back in that room that think the Raiders are one injury away from being the worst team in the league, Um, and that's possible. I mean, anytime you lose your starting quarterback, you know uh, you know it just cripples you, Mm -hmm. and I think that. you know, that's a possibility because of Jimmy's uh, history. You know, that mm-hmm. could happen. That if they lose Jimmy, they'd be in, they'd be in yeah. hurting, just yeah. like any most teams. Sure, losing sure. their starting quarterback. Marco, what about you? As far as season win totals that you got your eye on?
4: I played a couple futures. I really uh, like Baltimore. I, I took Baltimore to win the AFC North. Yes, I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler guy. I also took Baltimore. Um, to make the playoffs. I think they're in position to make the playoffs this year. They made the playoffs last year without Lamar Jackson. Now you've got a happy Lamar Jackson, so to speak. You've got an, uh, an offense built around him. You went out and got him some pieces. There's no excuse for the Ravens this year. I like them, and I think San Diego has to... I still call him San Diego. <laughs> the Chargers have to make that step forward. Jay, on, on one side note, I wanted to ask you a quick question. I told T.C., uh, the games last night and Tuesday night, the WNBA game, were you guys able to show that here in the book because it was on Prime? And the second part of that question is, how's YouTube handling the with them having the NFL Sunday ticket? Will that affect you guys?
3: Yeah, we've been talking about that lately. But as far as last night, as far as I know, I wasn't here last night, but I do. I haven't heard any issues with it. I, guys are talking about it. And uh, I would actually have to actually go confirm that, but I believe it was on. We show a lot of streaming events here. You know, we, we put a lot of things on Peacock or uh, uh, Paramount Plus. You have games there, you have ESPN Plus. Uh, of course, we have YouTube coming on. Um, and um, we have everything paid for already. Okay. <laughs> so that's all taken care of. So, yeah, we better have it. I, I'm curious to see. How they're going to work the multiple games, you know, when right. you have 10 or 11 games on there, uh, how that's going to work. Uh, in the past, we had a number of different Direct TV receivers, mm-hmm. so we haven't uh, figured that out. We asked uh, our, um, our Direct uh, Sports Direct uh, the um, IT people. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And, and they said we'll get back to you.
2: But
3: yeah. <laughs> I can, Okay, it's August 17th.
1: I haven't dove into it again. I'm scared to death because, like Marco, I, I've had Directv going back to 1998, and the whole reason I got it was, you know, to watch the NFL Sunday Ticket. And mm-hmm. I have been Directv to this day, mm-hmm. and I've been hesitant to get rid of it. You know, I'm one of those guys. It's like, hey, I don't like change. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Same. Right? And um, you know, I'm not a streaming guy really at all. So I want to know how this is going to be, how it's going to come across. And also, you know, like Marco and I have talked about, it's like with DirecTV, I would always have an argument with them because, hey, I'm grandfathered in. I've been with you guys for 20 plus years. You always want to, you know, have these promos running for new customers just to get people in. We'll give you an NFL Sunday ticket for free. And I'm going, whoa! I, I'm <laughs> on that phone. I'm saying, listen, how about the guy has been with you for 20 plus years? Yeah. All right. How, where's my discount? Well, yeah. Okay, supervisor. Okay, another supervisor. <laughs> okay, we'll take care of you, sir. <laughs> oh, so, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And okay. I, and, so every year in August, I kind of take a deep breath. I'm going to be on the phone for at least an hour. So I got to find a window when I could be on the phone for. <laughs> (laughs) hour and yell at (laughs) direct tv and it usually comes so now what's going to happen with youtube you know how much of these packages going to be how is it going to come across how are we going to watch it and that's what i want to know especially the multiple games
3: right well because speaking of multiple games when i'm watching something on peacock or paramount plus the one thing that irritates me about the streaming is i can't really hop around very (laughs) quickly you know where i can just go previous channel and just go back and forth and just toggle back and forth of two games I'm watching, yeah, the stream is is very difficult. Yeah. All right, to be continued with that. All right, did you make this request to go out to this song too? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jay Cornegay Day. Is it your birthday or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super contest, get signed
1: up. Oh, yeah. You got till September 9th to do that. $1,000 entry fee for that. Pick five games. Against the spread, it's the best contest and 11 ways to win in season. 12 all together, right, with the championship. And, of course, Mm -hmm. you want to go with the big boys? Super contest gold, $5,000 entry fee. Get signed up here at the Westgate inside the Superbook. My friend, appreciate you as always. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. You got it. All right. When we come back, Marco and I will talk a little Major League Baseball, NFL, and a whole lot more. And the soul of Motown, guys are coming in next hour as well too so yeah we'll change it up a little bit we are live inside the world famous superbook at the westgate of las vegas Entertainment capital of the world. It's the T.C. Martin Show. It's been
4: a great third down defense the last two weeks ah! and, an and a run back all the way home. It's Belan with the touchdown, the pick six.
0: It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Mahomes drifting
1: downfield,
4: intercepted. His first of the season. Jeff Heath.
0: Is now in.
1: It is a fun day Friday inside the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. I want to thank our man Jay Cornegate for joining us last segment. Vice President of Race and Sportsbook Operations here at the Superbook. Always great to be here. And football season here, right around the corner. Looking forward to another great season. Best bets and a whole lot more. Of course, no one bringing it to you like that than us here at the Superbook, the Westgate Las Vegas. Also, the Super Contest, you have till September 9th to get signed up for that. $1,000 entry fee, five games against the point spread. 11 in-season contests, 12 overall. And, of course, the Super Contest Gold, $5,000 winner take all. Yes, the best, the longest-running handicapping contest in Las Vegas here at the Superbook. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the
4: house, our number two. Marco, we got some baseball to talk about tonight. We do. There's a lot of uh, good action, some good games tonight. Uh, There's one that I think I'll – when I tell you the breakdown on it, I think you might run to the window and make, make a way Okay, let's go. Let's go. Hit and me, baby. Philadelphia's at Washington tonight. And you're like, well, what are you even looking at that game for? And it's a high line. Why are we looking? We're not. We're looking at a team total. And we're going to take a look at Washington. Because they're a 2-1 to underdog, uh, the split on team totals is going to be f- much heavily favored to the favorite, Philadelphia. So we're getting Washington at a team total of three and a half uh, TC. Why we want to do that? Well, one, they're hitting the lights out of the baseball right now. Washington's scoring a lot of runs. But they're going against Michael Lorenzen for uh, I, Philadelphia. I knew this was coming. Go against the guy who just had the no-no. Absolutely. And we just had one 10 days ago, this situation. Yes. I won't talk about how the game ended, but that particular pitcher gave up six runs. And we're talking about, you know, from Valdez. And also earlier in the year uh, when Grimond for the Yankees had his no-no against Oakland, he came come back in the next game, only lasted four in the third innings. He gave up three runs, but he couldn't even get out of the fifth inning. So I think it's a great situation to go against them. And the other part of it, one of the reasons why is generally if you go the distance and you pitch a no-hitter like that, You're going to have a high pitch count in your last start. And we know that in today's baseball, cookie-cutter managing, nobody goes the full game anymore. And when a guy does that, uh, I like to go against him. I'll look at pitch counts. If somebody hit 100 pitches, I'm going to fade him in his next start. I don't think he's going to be as effective. Well, in this instance, do you know how many pitches he threw in that no-hitter? 124. Right. And Philadelphia obviously was aware of that situation, how much they extended him. They pushed his start, his scheduled start back. So he got like three extra days before starts for this one. But still, I don't see him. One, you're not going to have the same intensity that you had. Pitching the game of your life. Let's face it, for most guys that throw a no hitter, there's not a lot that are ever gonna come back and throw another one, okay? That's a once in a lifetime moment. So I think this is a great situational spot to take Washington team total over three and a half.
1: You want to bet that lineup? <laughs> I'm showing sure Marco the Washington National.
4: Can you name one guy in that lineup? Do you look at what they're scoring? <laughs> the runs they're scoring right now? okay they're they're getting it done and i got a subpar pitcher there so that's what i'm looking at how how about the over
1: i mean because johan adan is going for washington he's terrible he was always a go against for me as long as he was up in the majors last year he was always a go against make era hovering around over five again this year
4: there's no law that says you can't bet two different wagers in the same game that's true That's true. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and take full game over and take Washington team total over.
1: How about two teams going opposite directions, the Red Sox and the Yankees?
4: (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? I almost pulled the trigger on Boston, but you know and I know that the one thing that could – Help a team in free fall is playing your arch rival. You know, like we always say in football at the end of the season, you know, when it's rivalry week and one team's got three wins on the season and they're not going bowling or anything, but they get up for that that game you know that could make their season the Yankees aren't going to roll over and die but I would not be betting them with my money I leaned to Boston in that game but I did not pull the trigger there's an interesting game in Houston tonight I'm surprised you didn't leave with that one
1: well I'm coming right there right now I know you the, are the the Astros in the Mariners uh, Astros around a dollar 45 favorite uh, Miller going for Seattle and JP France who has been surprisingly good,
4: uh, you know, for the Astros uh, this I, year. You, you know, you. I give players, you know, stuff all the time, and you've given him, being an Astro fan that you are, numerous times. You've told me off air and on air. You're not a big fan of his. And he's been their most consistent pitcher. He that, has. Th- that's scary. I mean, after his you
1: know first few starts, but you know, yes, lately, last five, six starts, he has been. You're right.
4: He's been lights out. Um, I think he's given up one run in his last three starts, like 19 innings. And the guy going for Seattle tonight, Bryce Miller, his pitched well, too. You're going to get, when you see him pitch, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a five- five plus inning performance he's going to give up two or three runs what I'm looking at in that game I didn't go full game but I actually like the under four and a half first five because of the way France is pitching and Miller is solid that first it seems like that first or you know second time through the lineup and then after that it's a different story so for me uh That one I I did a show earlier today. That was one of the plays I gave out under four and a half first five.
1: Now, France has uh, been good. I mean, two earned runs or less in his last six starts, uh, downright uh, phenomenal. He's not a big strikeout guy, but what he's been giving the Astros, this guy's going seven innings. You know, he's going deep in games. And if you can just be close with the Astros, uh, and get to the seventh, eighth inning, and then you know, again, then you, you know, have uh, a Brayu and then Presley to close it out in the ninth. Uh, you're in good shape, but you know, France is not going to be a nine, 10, 11 strikeout guy. That's not who he is. But he's like a four, or five strikeout guy. Um, but for the most part, he does keep the ball on the ground. Uh, he's coming off a, a start against the Angels, um, seven innings. You know, two runs, four hits. Before that, he was at uh, Yankee Stadium. Only went three innings in that game. Uh, wasn't great. Actually had three walks in that game. But uh, before that, uh, again, seven innings against uh, Cleveland. Seven innings against Texas. Seven innings against the A's. So uh, you can pretty much count on that. But uh, i like to see what he's done against uh, Seattle. And he only had, I believe, one start against Seattle, uh this was going back in the beginning of May, five innings, no runs, three hits, five strikeouts and a, uh, a walk. and uh, the Astros actually lost that game seven to five in Seattle. The bullpen kind of did the Astros in in that game. but um, yeah, he, he hasn't faced Seattle you know since May, which could be a good thing too.
4: Yeah, he's given up five total runs in his last three starts. Nineteen innings of work, and uh, he's been solid. Like you said, he's not a strikeout pitcher, but you know they're not getting. It's not like he's given up a bunch of hits either in those seven uh, inning games. Three of them, four hits, seven hits, five hits. That's that's pitching you know pretty darn good, uh, and we know that. Uh, This is a big game because, you know, Houston's still trying to catch Texas. Um, They're in good shape for the wild card. But for Seattle right now, I believe they're a half a game out of the last wild card spot. So this is a big series this weekend for Seattle and they've been playing much better over the last uh week and uh, they had to you know they got hot before the all-star break i think then they came out of the break not so hot but now they're putting a streak together again and remember what they did in the second half of the season last year and that's why everybody uh you know were so high on them coming into this year with that young pitching staff and what they did last year they expected them to take a step forward
1: JP Crawford out of the lineup tonight for Seattle. He's on the uh, going through concussion protocol, so that's a, that's a blow as far as the Astros uh, go. They've been missing Jose Abreu for the past week. Uh, he's got a back injury, uh, and also Kyle Tucker as uh, another guy who is not going to play tonight. So that scares me off the Astros. Uh, Tucker usually pretty healthy. He's a guy that goes um, every day. Uh, but he's got a he's got an illness right now, flu-like symptoms. He's not going to play tonight, so uh, the Astros will be, you know, minus their uh, you know number four and five hitters uh, in this game here tonight. That means that Singleton gets moved up, the 31-year-old um, guy who's uh, really struggled uh, with his time, you know, coming up from the Astros, and. Um, you're gonna get Diaz to play first base tonight, so you got Diaz and Maldonado in the game at the same time. So, yeah, uh, I'm probably gonna stay away uh, from the Astros, and we'll probably wait uh, until till we get back to the top of rotation again with Valdez and, and Verlander.
4: She just won't give France's due. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was on France the last game. I was on him. I was on him, and, and uh, it.
4: With everything you said about the lineup tonight, and that's why I don't, we're seeing yeah. why you can't we're take, the, take
1: your best hitter out of the lineup. They're uh, only uh, a, hurts. like
4: a dollar forty, dollar forty-two favorite at home, which right. you would have expected them to be more. But doesn't that make a better case for my under? It does four and a half first five. Yeah, it does. It does. It. Long- I'm just giving you all kinds of As ways it- <laughs> that you can just go to the window and make money here. Where it's is that how it goes? It's how it goes. Okay. I'll all just, right. Good. <laughs> Go you run out of money? Good, good thing. Good, <laughs> good thing. I've just been
1: giving you a lot of money lately. That's why <laughs> so I know that it's a good thing I didn't make play your play last night. Jeez, I mean, you could have laid six and a half of the aces, and I mean, you could have just you know ordered your pizza early.
4: Could have ordered it early, early. I had fifty-three points at the half for a team total of 90 and a half, Okay. <laughs> If I had somebody courtside, you know, could have got a message down the bench. That, you need a you know, thirty-eight Marco, points. Hey, Becky, Marco needs one more three-pointer. Can you can, can you keep the starters in just a little longer? <laughs> no,
1: I know that was rough. That There's was
4: no rough. worse feeling than when you see just mass substitution. <laughs> but it, you know, it's not like one person coming yeah. in because then you got four people out there to yeah. you know. Help the squad. No, we just like a herd. They all come in.
1: Yeah, the bench mom coming yeah. in, both yeah. teams, yeah. The last couple minutes of, of that game. Not fun. Last night. <laughs> mm. All right, uh, let's talk a little preseason football here. Uh, we've got uh, Carolina and the Giants tonight. Giants, a three point favorite. You've got the Bengals and Atlanta. Atlanta, a six and a half point favorite. Seems a little crazy with some of these preseason lines. But of course, Joe Burrow still injured for Cincinnati. He wouldn't be playing anyway. For the, you know, we, we don't we don't see quarterbacks really the starting upper echelon quarterbacks playing very much at all. Uh, any thoughts on either one of those games?
4: Uh, I agree with you. When you look at that line and you, you see Cincinnati getting six and a half, you're going to want to take a take a look at. You know, is it Atlanta? That, you know, they're not that good. You know, these are still people that are fighting for a job. And it reminds me a lot of the Buffalo game last week. You know, you you've still got good players there. Uh, I did not get involved in that game. I did get involved in the Cincinnati or Carolina uh, Giants game. I'm just not a fan of the Giants, okay? And, and I don't think there's, you know, I'm not a Daniel Jones fan, which, again, you know, starter, you're not going to see, you know, him uh, probably but if he plays at all a series or two. But week two of a three-week preseason, shouldn't that be the dress rehearsal week? Or, you know, I mean, like, when it was the old format and we had four games, it was game three. The next to last one is the one that you you did the dress rehearsal, and you know you you, you wanted your players, you know your starters, to get a, a, definitely a full quarter. Maybe some coaches even took them to the half, you know, in the dress rehearsal. But times have changed. <laughs> you you don't know who you're getting anymore. That's out the window now.
1: It, it really the dress rehearsal as far as okay, let's play. A, a real game for a half with our starters or maybe even a series or two into the second half, that is long gone. And again, it's one of these things where it's a copycat league and everyone says that about a bunch of different leagues, but it really is this way in the NFL. If someone comes with the idea they think, oh wow, it's good, well, we're not going to suit up our starting quarterback, our primary running back, or wide receiver, tight end, we're just going to let them Go at it opening day. We, you know, they get enough reps and practices. And what else has happened, Marco, over the last few years? Joint practices. How many times do we hear? Well, we're getting really live reps in, you know, and we don't have cameras there, and you know, it's behind kind of closed doors for the most part. We don't allow the media in for the most part to to see this, and we get meaningful workout like our ones against your ones. Well, why can't you do that during the the preseason games when fans are actually paying and you're making fans pay. Because hey, you want your season tickets for your eight or nine home regular season games? You've got to pay for those meaningless one or two preseason games at home. It's ridiculous. And now they just say, nah, forget that. Now here's another thing that's a problem. Back in the day, I shouldn't say back in the day, I mean just Last couple years. Oh my God, you have one cut now. Oh my God, you got one cut. You have 90 players that are out there, and you get one cut to 53. Where at least before, you would go ahead and you would cut, you know, you'd have two or three different cuts, and then that way – as you get to that dress rehearsal for the last preseason game or 2nd last preseason game when it was four, that, okay, our rosters are kind of trimmed and we've got rid of everybody else. Now they're so content with resting the starters, you're seeing the 60th guy, the 70th,
4: 80th, and 90th guys playing in the second half. And those guys are trying to find, you know, most of the teams by this week, the coaches pretty much know who's making the roster. There might be one or two player spots, you know, left up for grabs. Do you keep an extra offensive lineman or do you keep this guy because he's really good on special teams and, he, you know, he fills a void there. And it comes down to those kind of decisions at the end. But, you know, preseason, I've released two plays the entire preseason so far, uh, TC. We're 2-0 and with the two plays, but they've both been small plays for me because I just don't bet a lot on the preseason games i wish i would remember remembered Das jay when he was here there's a game tomorrow that is getting some action and it's be- and we talked about the jets you know because of hard knocks because of aaron Rodgers and everything else well they're going to be home tomorrow you know the first time and they're playing tampa who didn't look good last week that was a team i faded because i went with the steelers i just didn't like the the quarterback you know for you know new system and everything and, and what the quarterback rotation was gonna be. But that line went to three and a half on the Jets. Mm-hmm. Are, are we banking that much on the Jets to be laying three and a half in a preseason game? You know uh-huh. You're not you're not seeing Aaron Rodgers.
1: I mean you're gonna see Zach Wilson. Yeah. You're gonna see Zach Wilson probably for an entire half and then you know you've got subs after that. So I don't know how you could bank on on the Jets. Here's what really no one's talking about. And if you're watching Hard Knocks and you're seeing some of these practices, you're seeing Rodgers get a little frustrated with his offensive line. Like, we were seeing that a lot in Green Bay and getting mad at young wide receivers and that sort of thing. And, again, this Jets offensive line was awful last year. The strength of this team is its defense. It's going to take some time for this team to to get cranking, and just because of Aaron Rodgers and maybe a little bit because of Hard Knocks and then all the love for Sauce Gardner and then also, you know, the wide receiver Garrett, that opening week against Buffalo, people are are going to be betting the Jets, and I'll be betting on Buffalo. <laughs> There's no question I will be on Buffalo, and, and a probably relatively small price as well. So, yeah, you, just... Remember, this is the same team for the most part, okay? They didn't score a touchdown in their final three games of the regular season. Didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. Okay, Aaron Rodgers now. Okay, that's fine. What would you do to improve the offensive line?
4: I've yet to see a quarterback be able to throw laying on his back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you
4: know, so we'll see. How and again, I'll... you
1: talk about reps. No live reps. You're going against... The Carolina Panthers in, you um, know, in minimal uh, joint practices. One of the practices got rained out, right? So you're going against your own defense. Mm. That's going to prep you for live bullets against the Buffalo Bills, a Super Bowl contender. Come on, yeah. I, I they're going to th- throw Aaron Rodgers out there, forty years old. Going to throw them out, throw him out there with that offensive line, with still, in my opinion. Questionable running backs. Dalvin Cook's not going to be playing in the preseason. They just signed him. He's off. He's having a baby right now.
4: You'll be on Buffalo Week One. I'll give you a lock. I'll have him halfway there with you. Right. I'll be on Buffalo Wings in Week One. I'll be. I'll have a big plate of <laughs> Buffalo Wings. And it's, the, the, it's starting the season
1: off, man. Buffalo Wings. Now, are you just Buffalo Wings in general, or do you have a go-to that you are, right now you're saying, no, I'm going to this place, or
4: I'm going to have these wings at home? I mean, what's your wing plan? I go, I go out, but it's a combination of you got to go to a, a good sports bar that's got a great TV setup, because I have to have all the games. I'm with you. You know, so well, we have a few places like that. You know, I used to have an absolute go-to place for wings. Unfortunately, they closed up because Landlord jacked their lease up, and they, they closed up. They're supposed to open another one somewhere in town. I've been waiting. I have promoted them hard. Uh, they're, and they used to be two minutes from my house. It was perfect. I'd walk through the door that already know my order. Okay.
1: Now, you go to a lot more sports bars than I do these days, all right? And you're into the wings. I'll tell you what I have noticed. That there's a lot of mediocre wings out there. At sports bars and restaurants. A lot of mediocrity out there. And I can't do
4: mediocrity, Marco. Well, because Am I right about this? You're correct. And in, in the biggest culprits are places that are small bars that they're only there because they want you to sit at the bar and play the, the video poker. Machines. Right. Okay. The, the food is just an afterthought, um, you know. Is a convenience. I like to go to sports bars that the kitchen is a focus. Uh, there you and, go. And you get you know now get you. You give through.
1: me a list of those and, and I'm good. But I guarantee yeah. you. I, well, I shouldn't say I guarantee you. You know better than me. I, if I'm going to have wings, I want some outstanding wings because I'm not much for wings except. One place where you know where I, I go, I know, yeah. You, and you I've do. got, I've got the Cadillac of
4: wings. There's no question that they have great wings. There, they have no TVs for me to watch games. They okay? got one okay.
1: in the corner by the bar. <laughs>
4: okay, all right. So that, that's not happening. That's a night out. I'll go to the strip and you know. Wait, wait, wait hold that. on here. Let,
1: we're talking about Direct TV and the YouTube thing and this and that. Okay, last year you had. Direct TV, but you're going out every weekend. Why are you even paying for the package if you're spending time at sports bars every Sunday? Well,
4: in case I, I want to have the option if I'm home to watch the games I want, and I like to go out and do the games. TC, I'll tell you this much. I'm superstitious on a lot of things. Okay? <laughs> no, you know. No. I, I, I never noticed that about you, know. you. You know that around town there are a lot of bars yeah. that are certain team bars. Okay? Yes. If I have a big play, Let's say I have a big play on the Packers, okay? There's two well-known Green Bay right. Packer bars in town. I'll go there to watch my game because I want to be in a you want to be think I want everybody by, rooting, yeah. I want people rooting for me. I that's the one thing about going to the sports books that it's great, but every time <laughs> there's a score, there's half of the sports books Happy in the other half. And what really irritates me, now, now there's probably some people listening to us live here, but if I've got a substantial amount of money on a game and the other team just scored and this guy jumps up and down, yeah, yeah, and he's, he's waving his fist and everything, and I go, nice. I says, how much you got on the game? Yeah. Oh, I have that guy on my fantasy team. I want to punch him, okay? I literally want to punch him. Or how him. about the $5 parlay guy that yeah, yeah, is still yeah. waiting on seven other teams? <laughs> same thing, right? Yeah, same thing. Well, you but just the
1: fantasy just, guys really good. Didn't crazy. you just describe you and I watching the college football national championship game together? Pretty much.
4: That was kind yeah. happened to me. Pretty much, yeah.
1: Because we were on the same side of that, and oh, geez. Oh. Uh, okay, do I gotta remind you? I, I mean, we're getting totally off here, but this is totally fine. Uh <laughs> Do I got to remind you that you are a professional handicapper? Okay? Professional handicappers I don't see going to sports bars, okay, and then picking out a sports bar that has, like, you know, superstitious value or, hey, I'm betting the Packers, so I got to go find that Packers bar. <laughs> Come on, man. Stay at home. Watch the package. Watch the four games that are going on at the same time, five games or whatever, in the privacy of your own home you're a professional, man. I like you're out there with the
4: ham and eggers. I like to be out And then out you're with getting the mad at the ham and eggers. Well, you know, sometimes. <laughs> but if I'm in a bar where we're all feeling the same thing, we're all either happy together or sad together. You know, I, I just like to be happy you know. together. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Keep your day job. Don't yeah. say <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a professional handicapper that I'm speaking to that uh, go, hangs out at sports bars and wants to go find good bargain basement wings. Why do you not like why do you not like going out to sports bars? I do like going to sports bars. I I did it when I was in like my twenties. My and again, I was like you. The, the food had to be the key. There's no question about that. But I went there because I had no other alternative to watch games. That was before I had a satellite dish and those those things. Once I got a satellite dish, the only time I'll go to a sports bar if I hey they got a good steak sandwich or you know good soup or something that I like, and I usually will go like after hours. You know what I mean? I'll go for the food and not to watch the games. And also, I don't know if this comes into play, you know, with, with a lot of bars, but I don't like to go in to certain casinos, sports books. And restaurants where I get smoked out. Yeah. I like smoke. I like, you know, and again, I have very little downtime these days. I, I want the privacy of my own home and, and, and bring food in or put on the grill or that sort of thing. So I've become kind of a snob that way.
4: Not have become. are. <laughs> 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 okay have overtime how's you, you, that you've mastered the craft of being us. <laughs> yeah a When leader. was the last
1: time i watched a game okay, in, to,
4: in, in a sports bar it's been a while we do monday show together all the time this year and we get done games tipping off an hour later you're going to come one night for a monday night game to one of the sports bars and and see the atmosphere am i going to get good food you you get you get good bar food. Yes, a good bar, bar food. food yeah. yeah. what well, okay. I again. No, I, I rate, I rate, yeah, I rate, yeah. I rate the place. We're not going to a steakhouse. Made, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Now, did I steer you wrong on on the, the sports bar that I took you to, uh, where we had the, the it, food? It's 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 good. It's uh, that's and above average bar food. The the food is the highlight of that place,
1: though. Okay. the the The, the seats aren't real comfortable and. Uh, I don't know if the TVs are real good. I mean, they're decent, I guess, you know. But again, the the times that I went were like kind of down times. I, I did ask them to get an Astros game for me, and they did. Yeah,
4: I was. Put, uh, they, they, so that was good. All you have to do is ask what game you're go. But the foods, they'll set, yeah. set the TVs up whenever you're a regular at a place like that. Yeah. They know you're coming all the time. What do you want to see? Yeah. And I get it.
1: You got to remember, I spent a lot of Sundays and then Monday Night Footballs. Uh, play at, at sports bars hosting, mm. and you know mm. that was good. That was fine, but again, I was I was working as well too. But I go back to my days like in Sacramento when yeah, I would, oh, I would I would call the place and make sure they have the game, and I'd go early, make sure I had my seat, and and you know, plan my dinner accordingly or my Sunday football game. But again, you know, I was early on with when Directv like boom got the Sunday ticket that's when I, I purchased a satellite dish for that
4: oh absolutely I yeah. I've had a satellite dish I'll go back even further you yeah. when I lived in Pennsylvania I had a c-band satellite me Remember too the big, I did for, like
1: yeah, yeah looked
4: like I had a TV station yeah, in, in yeah, my house yeah. you know and you know all I was my,
1: going to college when I had that and I and and, and I got that and uh, the reason why I got it you're gonna laugh about this but numchuck will appreciate this before his time I got it so I could watch the WWF at Madison Square Garden. Okay. All right. I got it for WGN because I love watching those Cubs games because WGN, the TVS Superstations. But to go and have the MSG Network where I could get the the first Monday of the month in the WWF at the Garden and see Randy Macho Man Savage. Ooh, yeah. See the Iron Sheik. See Hulk Hogan. That's where I got the dish. And then... Again, getting my, my NBA teams because I love the Washington Bullets when I was a kid. I'm a of chicken. <laughs> oh, man, I want my bucket of chicken. I got the bucket of chicken last week because I hadn't been there I in a while. I saw the picture. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
4: great. I missed my invite.
1: I think I'm going to do it tonight. Want to go? I have invited uh, you there before
4: you, 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 you me have, down. Unfortunately, I have plans tonight. If Maybe tomorrow. I have a lot of wager talk people. In okay, time. as you heard them walk by about half hour ago, screaming at us Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marco's the man. Autograph. You know, all these autograph seekers. I think they might have had some
4: alcoholic beverages
1: already <laughs> today. <laughs> all right, my solo Motown guys. They're going to be in the house here. They're performing Wednesday through Sunday here at the Westgate. They do a fantastic job. Just had their 500th show a few weeks ago, so uh, we'll talk that. My man, Brandon Godfrey, in the house. CJ's here as well, too. We'll talk a little soul of Motown, like we don't have enough soul already on this show. You know what I'm saying? But today, we're going to add a little bit more soul. That's what we got going on. All right? TC Bart, Marco D'Angelo, in the house, right here on a fabulous Friday inside the Super at the Westgate Las Vegas. Oh! Football season is here, and that means it's time for the Super Contest at the Westgate Las Vegas. It's the ultimate and most prestigious football handicapping contest in Las Vegas. Pick five NFL games against the spread each week. A $1,000 entry fee with your chance to win big cash. You can play up to seven entries per person and have until Saturday, September 9th to register. Not only can you be the grand prize winner, but there are 11 in-season contests as well. It's the world-famous Super Contest at the Westgate Las Vegas. You
4: like that? You like
1: that? And if you want to play with the big boys, enter the Super Contest Gold, $5,000 entry fee in a winner-take-all format. Sign up now until September 9th in the Super Bowl at the Westgate Las Vegas for either the Super Contest or the Super Contest Gold. And take home the big cash. Touchdown! Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
2: There is no better place for great food and fun than Slice of Vegas. Slice serves hand-tossed New York-style pizza, Italian pasta, and savory sandwiches. Slice is an official partner of the Las Vegas Aces and home of game day watch parties. Come to Slice and enjoy our big screen TVs, full bar, and laid-back atmosphere. Slice of Vegas, located in the shops at Mandalay Bay Place, inside the mall between the Luxor and Mandalay Bay. Come in and enjoy a slice of Vegas.
1: Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers now has a new location on Rainbow near Russell Road. All the great Freddy's favorites are back, including the delicious Steak Burgers, Patty melts, Chicago Dogs, and the best frozen custard and sundays. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, now with four locations in the valley. Two in Henderson on Warm Springs and Julia Road and Eastern near Silverado Ranch and two in Las Vegas at Charleston and Decatur and its newest location on Rainbow and Russell. Freddy's, the taste that brings you back. One of the greatest songwriters of our time returns to Las Vegas. Van Morrison, live in concert.
0: September 6th, 8th, and 9th. Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood.
5: On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Van Morrison live in Las Vegas.
2: Come and experience the high-action entertainment at the best race and sports book. It's the world-famous SuperBook at the Westgate Las Vegas largest in the world with 30,000 square feet of heart racing action with 350 seats and a massive 220 foot by 18 foot 4k video wall. Experience live sporting events like nowhere else and see the TC Martin show live every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. where TC and his famous guests preview and handicap the weekend's action. There is no better place for all your football action than the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Relax and enjoy the games and the fully-stocked bar, free Wi-Fi plus cocktail service, and convenient food options at the court. Experience it all at the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. David Spade and Nikki Glaser, together exclusively in Las Vegas. If you have a guy like this, whenever I take any pill, he goes, Dude, give me one. I go, you don't even know what it is. He goes, Dude, I got kids. Shows select weekends April 28th through November 18th. The Venetian Theater at the Venetian Resort Las Vegas. I say it when COVID first came out, I like, knew I wasn't going to die from it. But I feel the same way about like texting and driving. Like, I'm gone. Like, Get tickets now at Ticketmaster. Don't miss David Spade and Nikki Glaser together in Vegas.
1: Michael Jackson 1 by Cirque du Soleil is hailed by Rolling Stone as a virtual parade of wow moments. that immerse the audience into the world of Michael Jackson's music. Performing weekly at Mandalay Bay Resort Casino, Michael Jackson 1 celebrates the musical legacy of the King of Pop. We can elevate your night. The new Mike Jackson One VIP experience is now on sale. Get your tickets today at MJ1.com.
2: Who's bad? Drop that ghetto blast off.
1: There's more in store around your door, and more of what you're looking for with the Doctor T.C. Martin. Oh, look at this. I mean, my man have I mean, if you're going to bring on some Motown, uh, you better you know, pump <laughs> up the jam a little bit here. You, that's it, You right know, there. because this is a little slow jam here. We're in the middle of the afternoon, oh, but that's yeah. okay because it's just my imagination <laughs> running away with me. My guys might want to, you know, you know. Have me join the show. You never know. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Come
0: on up. We'll make you an (laughs) honorary member.
1: (laughs) The Soul Motel Show here at the Westgate is one of the staples here in Las Vegas. And these guys just celebrated their 500th show a few weeks back. Yes. Brandon Godfrey, C.J. Williams in the house of Solomotown here yes at the sir, Westgate.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. What's up,
1: fellas? What's hey, how you doing?
0: How you doing? See, how you doing? T.C. Good you, oh, Good see to see you, Good to see you, Always.
1: Right. Hey, great to see these guys not only here uh, performing Wednesday through Sunday nights, just dark Monday, Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. But... To see them at the Aces game because
5: you guys have performed I think like at least three times this season, right? Uh, three, uh, actually four, four this, this season. season. Yeah, And one last season.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys got the call to do the 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 national. Anthem. You guys do a fantastic job too, thank you. Man. Thank you. Thank, fantastic. thank you, fantastic. It's thank it's you. it's it's definitely one of the highlights because I'm not saying that. All of the performers are great there, but, but when you guys are there, it's like, oh, this is going to be a good one tonight. We got to, we got to
0: represent. Thank you. you, thank know, we, you got, yeah. we, got, we got, we got to represent it the right way. Yeah. If you're going to sing the national anthem, which is always a big, yeah. a big thing for a game. Yeah, you got to make sure you're on point because you know everybody's watching and everybody knows. And everybody knows the <laughs> national anthem, and if they. hit they judge. Oh, yeah. ah, they could have said that. And especially that
1: like with social media nowadays, exactly. and everything, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, you could go viral for the wrong way. Exactly. And, and exactly. All right. Yeah, that is one way. And what is so cool when you guys come to do the anthem? I mean, a lot of performers will just come in regular clothes. They'll dress down. <laughs> you guys
5: dress like you're ready for the show.
0: Oh yeah, got to. Oh yeah, got got to. We yeah. we
5: kind of
1: we kind
0: of have, have come with this reputation now yeah. since we've been around for a while. Yeah. And everybody's always looking like, what are they going to have on this time? What are they going to wear this time? <laughs> it's true. And yeah. so it's like we have to always yeah. make sure that we're on point when we when we, when we show up. Oh, so. yeah.
1: And you guys, seriously, you've got, like, it seems like three or four costume changes just during the course of the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially your lovely lady. I mean, <laughs> holy moly. She, oh, yeah. She, she busts it out.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, Mo, uh Big sexy yep. was in the show. He's actually in charge of the of the costume. was in charge of that? Oh, yeah, he he so, yeah. I thought
2: he was just put in put charge of down. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> 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 since since we got since since <laughs>
1: No, Chuck, you missed your drum roll right there, man. That was it. So, <laughs> I mean, Big Sexy. I mean, he's he's got a drink named after him, man. Oh, he yeah. does. Yeah, he does. Two, two, two two drinks. Two drinks after.
0: Yeah, him, the Motini. The Motini. Ah, uh-huh, and the Big Sexy. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, he's he's in charge of costumes, and he yeah. he he does a, He does a really good job. Oh, yeah. Um, he helps try and pick out her dresses, yeah. and um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing that she wears that doesn't look good on so her. You anyway, got, so you got
1: you got the four of you guys. How long have you guys been together? As
5: either performing or friends have known each other. Uh, well, we've been best friends for 16 years now, me and yeah. Brandon. Um, and then go ahead, tell them and about it. And then uh,
0: Sean came in 2018. Sean and Mo came in right. at the same time because the show originated in Tennessee. Right, right. So uh, they came in 2018. I came in the year after them, mm-hmm. and then, and then, I then came he in came in the year thing. after me mm-hmm. in Tennessee. And then we got uh, got the residency here.
5: For what at the end of 2019, at end of, yeah, at the end of 2019, so it kind of fell in place the right way, it did. Know. It did, so and uh, the residency, how long has it been
1: going here? This is the fourth, so this year? Is the fourth, fourth yeah, year, Fourth, yeah, right? fourth year, right? Yeah, fourth year. because fourth year. you had the 500th show. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's some serious math to kind of fi- figure all that out as <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. too, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. Yeah. It's
0: but it was 500 and, and, and counting, yeah, and, uh, so yeah. um. Because we do, we, we when we first started, we were doing uh, two nights, but some some nights were double. Uh, those nights were double shows. Right. And uh, so then uh, they, COVID hit. They spread us out throughout the week. Um, and once uh, we were like one of the first shows to come back after COVID. Right. Um, okay. in Vegas, and right. so it it kind of took off.
1: So so talk a little bit about how this all came about for you guys doing the motown stuff. I mean, were you were you doing other things? Any original stuff before or uh, doing any other type of genres? Or, or right,
5: yeah. So, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Right, we're, well, we're, we're both theater kids. Yeah, we're theater kids. Yeah, so there you
1: yeah. go. Yeah. All
0: right, so um, we have been in theater. That's
1: why my daughter loves you guys.
0: We, <laughs> we've been in theater for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Okay. Um our first show together was a motown, was a motown
5: show. show. When we met each and other. Is Greensboro, that right? In Greensboro,
0: North Carolina yeah. at the Barton Dinner Theater. That's where we started because um, we're both from North Carolina. Okay. Um, and since then we we've taken off. I have a BFA in um, in theater. Yeah. Um, from where? North, At Mo, from North uh, Carolina A and T State uh, University. Got you. Okay. Aggie pride. Uh, uh, Pryde, Pryde. Aggie pride. Aggie uh, pride. And so, um, started there, and we we kind of took off from there um, doing theater. Um, we've done professional work. He's been. Uh, Germany doing tours. Germany. In Germany, I was tour- on the uh, Broadway international tour of <laughs> yeah. Sister Act over in Asia. Is that right? For oh, a year. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we've been we've been doing it for for a hot little minute. Um, of course, he
5: does. He's an artist. I'm an independent artist. I produce. I produce huh. songs on his album. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually featured artist. on his album. He's an independent artist. Yes. Uh-huh. Our song just went silver. So, together, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we got to get a little of this, you know? We got to <laughs> yeah. get a little this. So, let's,
1: let's hear a little of that. So, Chuck, give it, give, give it to us. Uh, is it something we, we can uh, find real easily? Then,
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, look up uh, If I Tried by BL featuring He is CJ. Okay. Oh, yeah.
5: All right, Chuck, you got to get on that. <laughs> yeah, it's on all streaming platforms, mm-hmm. uh, all YouTubes, and everything, yeah. So, doing this, the Motown.
1: For such a long time, it's do you get a little tired of sometimes of, of, of doing it um, physically? It, it, it <laughs> physically, yeah. But you, but guys, I love you, guys, you guys put out the music. You guys put out the energy. I mean, there's no question about that. Yeah,
0: it definitely fit physically, it, it gets it, you get wear and tear because you're, you're, you're dancing oh, five yeah. days a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's wear and tear, but because the audiences are so different every night. Every night Yeah That's what keeps us fresh uh, And because And because the audiences are, are always You never know what They're always up on their feet Right So and, and you never know How crazy it's gonna get Yeah And so that's what Keeps it fresh for us Yeah So yeah Like you said Physically We're like uh, God uh, But <laughs> Then
5: we feel the energy From the crowd Yeah It's like okay Let's do it Oh yeah so Never tired of singing the songs. The songs are always yeah. fun time to, to sing. sing. I love them. I love yes. singing those songs.
1: Yeah, so,
5: Great stuff, man. Songs,
1: yeah. CJ Williams, Brandon Godfrey, the soul of Motown. Uh, they are here at the Westgate Wednesday through Sunday nights. A fantastic show. I've seen the show, I can't even remember how many times. Uh, and as you know, I was going to be there for the 500th show and unfortunately you know had a little accident (laughs) a car accident that night so i got to get back and and see you guys again here and uh you guys got the residency it's fantastic i talk about it all the time it is one of the best shows um i've been around a lot of motown shows Uh and have have buddies who have motown shows at different parts of the country. And uh, I will say it, that, that your rendition of what you guys do is is spot on. It's it, it's the best. Thank, thank you. you. Thank it, you so much. It really you. is. Thank it really is.
0: That, that, that's big to say. That's yeah. big to no, say. No, I mean, you, you so know, I've promoted there. a lot
1: of concerts. A lot of people know that, you know, back in my day and this and that. And I actually you know, represented... Uh, uh, a west a west coast version of a, a of a of a Motown show as well too, and uh, you know what you guys do is uh, is great. And I think you know I, I used to represent a Blues Brothers tribute band as well too. Oh wow! And when I took them over, uh, the first thing I said is, is we've got to make it as authentic as possible. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, make not only just the music, but the attire. Mm. You know, uh, the transitions, mm-hmm. uh, the backdrops, and everything. And I yeah. think you know what you guys do with visually. You know, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, audio and visually, uh, video is fantastic. Thank you. you thank know. you. No, thank you. Thank, it's,
0: thank, thank you. It's it, it, it's 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 great to hear that um, because a lot of people they they come to our show. A lot of people they expect the the um, impersonators. Impersonators. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, expect they expect you to be imperson- smoky. Impersona- yeah. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> so when they come to our show, and it's it's not that. It's like wait wait this is this is different. This is not. Oh wait, this is a, this is a party. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. It's this, this totally different. They, yeah. They they want us to to get up and dance. They want us to, to have, sweat, a good I mean, time. have a good have a time. Good time. And so it it, it it it's really a party atmosphere and that's what we like to to create when we when we're on the stage. And so. you guys
1: definitely do that here at the at the Westgate in the uh, the cabaret. So, let's North Carolina guys? Oh Bo- yeah. Both? Sir. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So, sports guys growing up? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Did you guys play it all, or
0: I, I played? I played a little bit right before. Um, actually, getting getting injured was the reason that I found theater. Really, um, and getting
5: hit too hard in the football yeah. field as well. Wow! <laughs> yeah,
0: I um, I broke my leg, uh, and um, because the doctor told me, either you do that, you keep playing sports and you mess up your leg, and you won't yeah. be able to walk.
5: Or you find something else to do, and that's how I found theater. Wow. So, how about yeah. you, CJ? Well, I, I danced professionally since I was five. So I, I danced for hip hop groups. Okay. And I toured with Kid and Play and sh- uh, Salt and Pepper. So when I got to elementary school, I started playing sports, and then around middle school, seventh, eighth grade, I got hit one good time at practice, <laughs> and then I left and went to sing in chorus, and all the girls fell in love with me. So I said. <laughs> <laughs> I you don't start hitting that sports. falsetto? Yeah. I said no them more high sports notes and that No was more it. sports. I said entertaining is where I want to be. Yeah. So yeah, I, but I, I still love sports. And I was a mascot for three years. So <laughs> is that yeah. right? Yeah, he wasn't. A, he was the Aggie mascot, was he? <laughs> nah. I was at, at my high school. I was the Ram. Is so that I, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, That's yeah. great, yeah. man. Okay, so man, so. So you got the kid and play moves. You got all that stuff. Oh, yeah. That's it. On the right side of hip-hop. Happy 50th anniversary hip-hop. Yes. Exactly. All right, man. So you're still a little bit
1: too young, man, but... Come on, man. I'm sure that you got some old locker moves, right? You got some pop and moves. Oh, you yeah. Do. I, I pop-locked <laughs> all that.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we're we older than we look. CJ, who's your who's your team's growing up man? Football, baseball, basketball? Uh, as a child, my, my family are Dallas Cowboy fans. But okay. once I got old enough to pick my own team, I'm a Carolina Panther fan. Of course. I'm a, uh-huh. I'm a LeBron. Me and LeBron graduated the same year, high school. So I follow LeBron. So I'm a LeBron fan. So wherever mm-hmm. he goes, that's who I've watched. Mm-hmm. But – Iverson and Shaq is my all-time favorite player of all time. So, right, yeah, that, that's that's what I love. Carolina Hurricanes too. But now I'm in Vegas. It's the Knights. So, yeah. did, did you guys get a chance to see the
1: um, the induction ceremony for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame last weekend? Where Becky uh, Hammond got yeah, 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 inducted, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then Dwayne Wade got inducted too. Mm-hmm. You saw who who yeah. presented him? Yes, Allen Iverson. Iverson. And that was cool. I think for a lot of people, they haven't seen AI in a long time, and they go. Wow, look at A.R. Is, he, is he grown up? He's he's got still he still looks, looks like, like he can play. He still yeah. looks,
0: he still looks he, playable. He does. He does. He still looks like he can yeah. play.
1: How about for you, man? Teams.
0: Man, uh, okay. So this year was, was hard for me because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I am the biggest Carmelo Anthony fan you can ever meet. Okay. And so for him to re- retire, it, it kind of hurt my heart. Mm. But um, I'm a huge uh, Carmelo Anthony fan. Um I am a Denver Bronco fan. That's where Peyton Manning left me because I was a huge Peyton Manning fan. Right. So I'm a a huge uh, Bronco fan. Um, As far as the NBA goes, because Camelo's gone, I'm kind of – yeah. Leaning more towards, uh, I'm. I'm also a Steph Curry fan. Of course, so I'm kind of leaning Good. more towards towards the Warriors this <laughs> this, this year, um, hoping that they can win CP3 a ring before he retires. That'd be nice. Maybe. Yeah. Um. For that. But yeah, uh, Bronco fan. Uh I wasn't a hockey fan until we performed at the Golden Knights game, <laughs> and I watched the game, and I was like. Yo, this it, it is, was fun. It
5: was a good time. This is a it good time. It was a time. Good party, right? Yeah, a yeah. good time. I
0: yeah. became a hockey fan that night. Yeah, so now I'm am a huge Golden. It's Knight
1: funny fan. because they're different sports, but the Aces and the Golden Knights have that similarity. Once you go to a game, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. in game experience, yeah. it just it, it it gets you hooked. Yeah, it was the, it was the same with way with sports.
0: WNBA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Until yeah. I came because I I knew WNBA players, but until I. We performed at the it Aces made it playoff, it made it the playoffs, the uh, finals last year. Mm-hmm. When we uh, performed there, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I've been missing out." Yeah, because yeah. these exactly. girls are yeah. scrappy. Yeah, and they can ball. Like they, they can really ball. Yeah. And so, yeah, I that they. Be,
1: Aces are of the reasons why I'm a WNBA.
0: Fan. I love yeah. it. Excellent. The energy
5: in the room is amazing. It is. Man.
1: All right, the Motown Soul of Motown show is here at the Westgate Wednesdays through Sundays. Oh yeah. You guys will be hitting it tonight, right? Oh, is tonight it? and tomorrow, oh, yeah. man. Yes, tonight, sir. Yes, tomorrow. tomorrow. All right. Um, hey, one more time about about your other projects that you got going on, or you you know the like you said the other other yeah, songs um, and um, albums you um,
0: got. I'm an independent artist called BL. Um, you can find all my music on all streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. I have uh, two rec- uh, two records, three records. I've gone silver, and one has gone gold. Um, yeah, that, that's,
5: that's what cool. I, I got going on independently. Yeah. Um, the I'm an independent that- artist. He is CJ is the independent name. I produce, yeah. I DJ, um, I do hip-hop and R&B. I'm featured on uh, BL's single, If I Tried. Yeah. Right now, I'm working on a country album. Actually, is that right? Yeah, so that's what West was coming next. Okay, man. Hey, always great
1: to see you guys. Whether
5: it's here, whether it's. On stage or at the Aces games,
1: man, it's fantastic. Absolutely. And uh, be by to, to check you guys out again. Absolutely. Yes, Always good to thank see you, thank you, for having us. Thank us. you for having us. All, that. All right. Yes. Come football season, man, you guys oh, come back yeah. on. Now, on oh, Fridays, yeah. we give our predictions. we got best bets. So you guys got an open invitation to come back on a Friday. Absolutely. Got you. You got Let's do you. it.
5: Let's do it. All
1: right. Brandon Gottfried, C.J. Williams, the soul of Motown. Get, them out, get out here, get your tickets, uh, and very, very reasonable, the price. They start at $29 for the tickets here at the Westgate, so get out there and do it. I want to thank Jay Cornergate for joining us today, Marco D'Angelo as well. If you missed any part of the show, go to the website, check it all out at tcmartinshow.com. Next week, I'm on the road, fellas. We got oh, aces, we got yeah. a long road trip. Long, oh, yeah. So uh, I will be back probably... A little more than a week, but that's okay. We got Sea uh, Winds going to be filling in. Mark will be here on Monday. Others as well. too. So hang tight. And again, check everything out at show.com. Have yourself a great weekend. And for my solo Motown brothers, we'll catch you next time right here. Peace.